It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Brought to you by our friends at Visa. Hey, help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. So the next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contact list symbol and tap to pay with a contact list Visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Billy Rossetti with you guys here again on a Wednesday edition. Hope you guys are having yourselves a good week. We are rolling on, getting ready for the Chicago Bears on Sunday afternoon in week six. And as we've been starting to do now on Wednesdays, we'll kind of focus a little bit now on the opponent, start to get ourselves uh, a little bit acquainted with the Chicago Bears, kind of who they are and um, their kind of their road so far. So the Chicago Bears, as we talked about, of course, sitting at four and one, a surprising four and one, as we know, uh, second place in the NFC North behind the four and Green Bay Packers. Uh, Matt Nagy in his uh, in his third season as head coach. Bill Lazar is the offensive coordinator, and Chuck Pagano is the defensive coordinator. Uh, Chicago, of course, as we know, has been uh, flipping around a bit with the quarterback position. We know Mitchell Trubisky, of course, started the first three games of the season, but was benched at halftime of week three against the Falcons in place of, of course, Nick Foles, the former Super Bowl MVP. And the Bears have been rolling with Foles since then. Uh, Foles so far, 72 of 113 this season for 680 yards, five touchdowns, and three interceptions. Trubisky, before he got benched, was 51 of 86 for 560 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Rushing the football, we talked earlier in the week how the Bears have one of the worst rushing defenses uh, in the NFL right now. Uh, David Montgomery is, you know, easily their their top rusher, really their only running back that they utilize right now with, of course, Tariq Cohen done for the season with that injury. Uh, David Montgomery has rushed 63 times so far this season for 241 yards, has one touchdown, and has also caught 16 passes on 23 targets, uh, which is actually the – he actually has the third most receptions among all Bears receivers uh, for 124 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the only other guys that have really been rushing the football are Cordell, Cordell Patterson. They'll run him a little bit. In fact, you know, first play of the game on Thursday against the Bucks was a jet sweep to Cordell Patterson. Uh, but he's rushed 21 times for 69 yards and has seven catches for 58 yards. And then, again, Tariq Cohen before 
Uh, he suffered his injury, 14 carries, 74 yards, 6 catches, 41 yards. On the receiving end, it's obviously far and away Allen Robinson as the um, as the leading receiver for the Chicago Bears of 421 receiving yards, which ranks right now uh, obviously pretty high up there. Uh, among all NFL wide receivers. Allen Robinson is actually eighth right now in the league with those 421 yards. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is number one at 528. And of course, Robbie Anderson is number four on that list with 489. There's actually only two receivers right now that have more than 500 receiving yards so far. DeAndre Hopkins is 528 and Stephon Diggs has 509. But Allen Robinson, 421 yards and two touchdown receptions. And again, he's far and away. Actually has a uh, hundred more yards combined than guys like Darnell Mo- you know, than their next two wide receivers, Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller. Their second leading receiver, as we talked about earlier this week as well, is the quote unquote ghost of Jimmy Graham. You know, I, I still still hard to believe that Jimmy Graham has kind of broke out we obviously thought Jim Graham was done um you know he's all I mean he's 34 years old obviously doesn't have the same burst as he once did but I mean he's having really one of his most productive seasons uh since he left New Orleans he has 169 yards which again is actually second on the team right now and he's currently leading the way with four touchdown grabs Alan Robinson of course only has two and Anthony Miller has two but Jimmy Graham has four. Now, Anthony Miller is a guy that uh, I want to touch on a little bit quick here. Anthony Miller is um, is one of those guys that obviously had a lot of love in the, uh, in the draft process when he was uh, coming into the draft uh, a couple years ago, back in uh, 2018. Of course, was a second-round pick out of Memphis, 51st overall. And... He's a guy that you really want to see more of. You know, you're you're disappointed just by the fact that you don't get to see him on the field as much, but that's because he's not really playing a lot. Um, you know, I, I made a note on Twitter last night when I was watching some Bears film that um, it's a little baffling to me that Anthony Miller isn't playing as much as you know we would like. He's only played about fifty percent of the total snaps. Uh, so far this season and uh, Aaron Freeman actually of Locked On Panthers uh, made a note to me saying how he had a couple of bad catches in the first half of that Falcons game and was really benched for about a half so that might have did him in a little bit Uh, but the snap usage so far uh, over the first uh, first five games of the season he only played 27 snaps so about 42 percent in week one against the Lions the Giants in week two, 47 offensive snaps and about 57% against the Falcons. Uh, His highest usage percentage-wise came against the Colts in week four. Uh, He played 43 snaps, but that wound up being about 69% of the offensive snaps. But then that number shot down to just 41% as he played only 26 offensive snaps against the Buccaneers. He did have four catches on four targets uh, for 28 yards in that game. But uh, again, really, 
you know, it's been uh, still kind of puzzling why he's not seeing the field as much as, you know, we would think. And, I mean, he had a good start to the season. He had four catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown in week one against the Lions. And then his uh, his other touchdown catch came, ironically, in that Falcons game where he had all those drops. But overall, it's been a bit of a quiet season for Anthony Miller. So he's someone I would, you know, honestly like to see the Bears utilize more because he still has a lot of speed. He's a pretty good route runner. So it's questionable to me why. And, you know, maybe that's also why I can, you know, maybe Allen Robinson had those frustrations earlier this offseason when there was, you know, all that speculation that he wanted a trade and he started uh, removing all Bears-related stuff on social media, this, that, and the other thing. You know, maybe he's concerned that, you know, there's not really a running mate alongside him because the Bears aren't really utilizing either Miller or uh, Darnell Mooney. But, you know, so maybe this is the week, and who knows? You know, maybe that's just... Uh, positive thinking that this might be the week that uh, that they get one of these receivers uh, more involved. But then at the tight end position too, we talked about Jimmy Graham and you know his surprising um, reemergence here in 2020. But Cole Komet, their second round pick out of Notre Dame, you know he's not seeing the field a lot. He's only really playing about 30 percent of the snaps so far this season. But you can see the flashes of potential in Cole Komet. I mean, the, the kid has a lot of speed and the bears are starting to, you know, move him around a little bit. There was one play in particular against the bears that I, I really liked. And that was the bears have uh, two receivers to the right, tight end left single back. And the two receivers to the right are actually Cole Komet actually flexed out as the number one receiver uh, at the X. And then Allen Robinson is the number two receiver to the right in the, uh, at the Z. And Cole Komet kind of runs almost like a bender route. You know, he, it's up and he's kind of cutting to the middle of the field, taking a lot of the coverage with him. And then Allen Robinson just shows his great route running ability. He runs like, you know, an out and up. He gets... Um, you know, runs up a little bit, gets behind uh, the defender, and it was a bit because I think it was one of the linebackers actually too that was on Robinson. Uh, but he gets the, behind the defender and then cuts up, finds the open area in the zone, and makes a nice catch, a bit of a diving catch as well. So uh, a lot of a, a lot of great traits for uh, on on showcase uh, on that one play, but it. You know, that's just one example and obviously small sample size. But you see how the Bears are, you know, starting to utilize, um, especially a guy like Cole Komet. Now, they utilize a lot of tight ends, too. I mean, I've seen some plays where they're running, like, 13 personnel. You know, they're getting Graham out there, they're getting Komet out there, and they're getting Demetrius Harris out there. So this is a pretty tight end-heavy team right now. And again, they'll they'll, you know, mix up the wide receivers a little bit. But this team really likes to get the the tight ends involved a little bit uh, as well. You know, in the passing game, not so much. But uh, they've got a good blocking tight end, too, in Demetrius Harris. And again, Cole Komet, I think, is a guy that um, you continue to develop him a little bit. 
I think he can, you know, become something in this league. Now, you know, what will happen with him being in Chicago, you know, we'll see. And um, depending if Matt Nagy is still there, you know, Matt Nagy was, I guess, a little bit on the hot seat after obviously a poor season last year. But I mean, a four and one start this year certainly has that seat maybe cooled down a little bit. Um, but I'm interested to see how uh, the Bears continue to utilize Cole Komet going forward, especially after uh, Jimmy Graham is is kind of out of the picture. But again, you kind of see the flashing out of him. So he's going to be a guy to watch, I think, uh, down the line. And then uh, along the offensive line, uh, I think Chicago has a, a pretty, pretty solid offensive line, especially on the interior. I mean, they've got two really solid interior guys in center, uh, Cody Whitehair, their second-round pick from 2016, and then James Daniels, their second-round pick uh, from 2018 out of Iowa. Charles Lino and Bobby Massey continued to, to man down the left and right tackle positions. And then uh, Jermaine Fetty, uh, formerly of the Seahawks, is their, uh, is their right guard. And then they've got guys like Jason Spriggs, the former draft pick of the Packers, and uh, Alex Bars and Rashad Coward is kind of their uh, backups there. So this is going to be another important game, I think, for the for the Panthers, especially in the front seven and the defensive line, because we talked about the uh, the lack of run defense right now that the Panthers have. And yes, the Bears are sporting one of the worst run defenses, but this is still a solid offensive line. And if uh, you know, the Panthers don't come ready to play. This is a line that can, you know, move the Panthers a little bit. Um, you know, they, they run a lot of zone, uh, but they'll they'll throw some power at you. And they, they've got some, you know, some strong guys. So this team can open up some holes for David Montgomery. So if the Panthers aren't careful, uh, David Montgomery is going to become uh, just the latest running back to have some success against this team. I mean, it's already starting to become almost like an unwritten rule in fantasy circles now five weeks into the season that you start your running backs against the Carolina Panthers defense. You know, then they're saying the same thing right now in regards to David Montgomery. So this is an important game for the Carolina Panthers defensive line. They've got to come ready to play and be able to, sh- to to shut down that running game. And then, of course, it's also about getting to Nick Foles and, you know, getting him kind of wound up a little bit because he can be erratic at times. And if if the Panthers can get him going like that, he'll make some, some wild throws and, uh, the, you know, the Panthers can maybe be in a position to, to make some turnovers here. Look, the Bears were up against a good secondary last week. Um, the one interception that Carlton Davis had – he that was just a dog fight. It was it was a great play, I thought, by both Carlton Davis and Allen Robinson. Davis just really fought for that interception. The Panthers have corners that'll fight too. You know, Rasul Douglas has shown he'll scrap with you, and uh, Dante Jackson when he's healthy, he'll fight with you as well. So this is a unit now that I think can take advantage of. A, uh, a pressured Nick Foles if he starts to, you know, get a little wild. So this is, um, you know, there's some matchups here that I think can play 
into the Panthers' favor, and you know that's some of the reasons why they are favored here. I think they can, uh, you know, if they can shut down Allen Robinson, which they've now shown that they can hold good wide receivers to low numbers. Now, granted, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, was injured that entire week, but still, the Panthers only held him to 40 yards in that game. So if they can find a way to limit Allen Robinson, they can kind of have their way, I think, a little bit with this Bears offense. So this is going to be, I think, a fun matchup to watch here uh, in terms of the, the Panthers' defense against the Bears' offense. So that's the a look at the Bears' offense. We'll talk about the uh, the Bears' defense here in a minute. But before we get into that, I want to remind you to, that our... Uh, that today's episode is also being brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. Of course, this football season will be different, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. When talking now about the Bears' defense, um, this is a you know a solid defense, but it's definitely a defense that is missing Eddie Goldman. Goldman, of course, was one of the opt-outs because of COVID and this team, you know, really, really missing him. Now, you know, the safeties that are there are trying to patch up the holes as best as possible. And in fact, both their safeties rank number two and number three uh, in terms of total tackles right now. Eddie Jackson has 29 and Tayshawn Gibson has 28. Roquan Smith is leading the way with 40. But Roquan Smith has been... A little inconsistent, you know, and you, you watch him a little bit against the Buccaneers and you watch him against some of the running backs. Um, he actually gave up because one of the touchdowns was to Ronald Jones, or at least there was a throw to Jones in the end zone and Smith was on him. Um, Smith, I think, was kind of knocked off a little bit because he had Gronkowski going up the seam and it kind of got Smith a little out of position to kind of open up the field for uh, for Ronald Jones. Uh, so it made it, you know, difficult for Smith to keep up. But Smith at times, you know, he's missing tackles at times. He's, uh, he's a little inconsistent in covering the running back. So that's kind of my first thought right now with, with this Bears defense is that I think uh, Mike Davis could have himself a, uh, a pretty solid game here. Uh, you know, another game in general, another solid game in general for the Panthers. But this is in, in, especially intriguing, too, because, of course, who was Mike's, or, uh, Mike Davis's former team before he came to the Panthers? That, of course, would be the Chicago Bears. So uh, a little bit of a, a revenge game, I guess, for Mike Davis here. But uh, you figure he'll probably be up against Roquan Smith. So I think that'll be an interesting matchup. But the other linebacker, of course, in Chicago, Danny Trevathan, who boy, he is good. You know, if you guys haven't seen, and I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, seen him play, but for those who haven't, 
Trevathan is extremely smart. I mean, he just has the... His mental processing is incredible. You know, he is quick to get into coverage. He's quick to read run. He's really good at getting through traffic. You know, he'll scrape along the line and, you know, follow the running back. He'll read his keys. He just has a nose a nose for the football. He'll, he knows where the football is going to go, and he attacks it. And so he's kind of become, you know, outside of Khalil Mack, of course. But Danny Trevathan has really kind of become the, uh, the heart and soul of the Chicago Bears defense, you know, again, especially with Eddie Goldman, you know, opting out for the 2020 season. So Trevathan has been one of those guys as as that veteran leader. I mean, he's 30 years old, um, but he's become that veteran leader and really one of the best players on this defense. So he's going to be a guy, obviously, that the Panthers have to watch out for. So while Mike Davis, I think, could have some success if he's matched up against Roquan Smith, the Panthers are trying to to run the ball, Danny Trevathan is going to be there, I think, making a lot of tackles because he doesn't really miss a lot of tackles. Trevathan is a sure tackler, and he's a, he's a downhill runner, so he'll he'll hit you. Uh, defensive line, you know, it's nice to see Akeem Hicks healthy again. I mean, the guy already has three and a half sacks tied for the team lead with Khalil Mack. Um Hicks, of course, only played five games last season before going out with an injury. And really, of course, the, the Bears had a uh, a couple of players go down with injury. So it allowed players like Roy Robertson Harris to uh, get more playing time. So, but but Akeem, Akeem Hicks, 21 tackles, uh, five for a loss, nine quarterback hits. Uh, even has a pass defended, and like I said, three and a half sacks. It's really nice to see him uh, back in action here. So uh, he's obviously going to be a guy along with Khalil Mack. I mean, this is going to be a, a tough matchup for sure for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers defense because having those two guys together is is a really nice uh, luxury for this Bears defense because. You know, you could try to double Khalil Mack if you want to, but it means Akeem Hicks is going to be one-on-one with somebody, and typically Akeem Hicks wins those one-on-one battles. So the Panthers have done a really nice job of protecting Teddy Bridgewater uh, up to this point. But um, this is going to be really one of the uh, one of their biggest tests. You know, how do they how do they try to attack? Both Khalil Mack and Hakeem Nicks, it'll be, or uh, Akeem Hicks, excuse me. I almost said I almost said Hakeem Nicks, the former Giants wide receiver. That, that would have been interesting. But um, how do they protect? I mean, you know, we look at the numbers so far. Teddy Bridgewater's only been sacked eight times in five games, which is you know not that much in comparison to a lot of. Uh, a lot of these other, a lot of these other quarterbacks. I mean, guys like uh, Matt Ryan's been sacked eleven times. Matthew Stafford's been sacked twelve times. So has Lamar Jackson, uh, and actually the league leader right now in terms of uh, the quarterback that's been sacked the most times so far 
is actually Joe Burrow, which is unsurprising because the Bengals' offensive line is terrible. He's already been sacked 22 times in five games, and then Carson Wentz 19 and Deshaun Watson 17. So only eight sacks allowed so far for the Panthers' defensive line. So it's been a, uh, a really nice... And it's not like they've faced bad D lines. We've talked about some of the really good ones that have been on the schedule so far. Obviously, Tampa Bay has a really good one. The Chargers, I've been praising Joey Bosa for how long now and throughout that week. Arizona, we talked about Chandler Jones. Now, unfortunately, Jones is out for the season with bicep surgery. But before then, Jones was still having a solid season. And then, um, you know, even Corey Peters getting there and uh, Jordan Phillips really making the interior of that line uh, really strong. So the Panthers have to try to replicate the success that they had against those two teams uh, this week here because obviously it's a similar situation. You've got, you know, the big edge in Khalil Mack and then the, the big defensive tackle in Akeem Hicks. So. If they can, uh, if they can kind of replicate the success that they had against the Chargers and the Cardinals, I think the Panthers are going to be in a uh, a pretty good position to hang around and win this game. So those are obviously the big names uh, in the front seven, and then in the secondary, we talked about Tayshawn Gibson, we talked about Eddie Jackson, uh, Kyle Fuller. Uh, is leading the way in terms of tackles at the cornerback position with. 21 actually tied with Buster Screen at 21. Uh, but Jalen Johnson's been seeing a lot more playing time. Remember, Prince of Mukamara isn't there anymore. He's now with the Cardinals practice squad. So Jalen Johnson, the rookie out of Utah, who I was a big fan of coming out of, and, and we talked about him a lot uh, in the draft process as, uh, you know, some potential Panthers targets there in round two. But he was taken by the Bears. Uh, it would not surprise me if the Panthers pick on him a little bit, although I was actually, someone actually hit me up on Twitter last night, as I said that, and told me that uh, a lot of teams have actually been targeting um, Kyle Fuller, uh, a follower, good follower of mine, Rich Falls, actually tweeted to me saying, after I said about Jalen Johnson possibly being picked on, he said, that hasn't been the case for most teams. Fuller, uh, Kyle Fuller has actually been thrown at more, which I don't really understand. And I thought that was rather interesting because, you know, Kyler, Kyle Fuller is, you know, one of the more underrated, I think. He's a pretty solid cornerback. So you would think that a uh, a second-round rookie in Johnson would get picked on more. Uh, so that that's interesting to me that Kyle Fuller has been, been picked on more. And so... I wonder now, and you know, with the obviously all the weapons now that the Panthers have, um, it can almost kind of be like a, a pick your poison type deal. And uh, the way the Panthers are going to like to to spread out the field, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity here for you know these receivers to get open and utilize a lot of the space in the field, and um, you know, get some easy throws and just kind of chunk up some yards here. So I think the, the Panthers offense can be, uh, can be pretty well successful uh, really on both sides of the ball here now too. Cause I think the offense has a chance to, to move the ball fairly decent, uh, decently. Now, again, it's, it's overall, it's not a bad defense that they're going up against. There's obviously some really good players uh, on this bears defense, but 
Joe Brady is a guy that he, he's going to scheme away to get Robbie Anderson open and get DJ Moore open and let uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, take some easy shots. And, you know, maybe you'll see a lot more quick game as well, again, out of the Panthers because of the threat that the Bears bring on the defensive line. You know, let him get the ball out quickly. You know, utilize Mike Davis uh, or continue to utilize him a lot in the passing game. So uh, this is going to be a, a really fun experiment. You know, it's going to be really fun to watch uh, what Joe Brady does with this offense and how they try to neutralize Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and, you know, some of these other defensive linemen that can uh, that can get after you. So it's going to be a good battle, I think, on Sunday. And uh, I'm really excited to to check it out. Before we wrap it up here, a couple more shout-outs here uh, from some of our great sponsors. Uh, today's episode being brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bars are healthy. They are great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diet. For example, the peanut butter bar has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off your next order. So again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And today's episode being brought to you by our friends at Roman. Hey, a healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. So if you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine that you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockdownNFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So to kind of wrap things up here on this episode. So, you know, we we went over the Bears offense a little bit and some of the some of the players to watch went over the Bears defense. Um we talked obviously this week about how some believe this is a fraudulent four and one team, but the defense is, you know, still playing well. And, you know, the defense has really been one of the biggest reasons why uh, this, this team is four and one. So that's, that's going to be the key factor. Like I said, uh, for the Panthers to win this game is to be able to, to cut down on the pressures of Khalil Mack, try to, neutralize him and Hicks and, and that defensive line as a whole. Uh, defensive line has to be ready to play, uh, ready to shut down David Montgomery and show that they can improve that rush defense. And then the secondary uh, just continue to to play as well as they have been, try to limit Allen Robinson, and then I think the rest can, will uh, will take care of itself. Dare Nick Foles to make guys like Jimmy Graham and Anthony Miller and Darnell Mooney and those guys win the game rather than Allen Robinson. So it'll be really interesting to see what this team does. Uh, there was one quick note, too, that I saw from David Newton uh, regarding the Panthers today. And it was a, you know, an interesting, interesting note, but more precautionary than anything. Doesn't sound like there's anything to worry about. But the Panthers were placed into the NFL's intensive protocol for COVID-19 because uh, they, they just played the Falcons and the Falcons actually just placed Marlon Davidson on uh, on the reserve COVID-19 list. The Panthers have yet to place any players on there, which is good. The Panthers haven't had anybody on that list now in a couple of weeks since they took Chris Reed off of that list. Uh, but just as precautionary... Uh, this means now the Panthers will not hold in-person meetings while they're in this intensive protocol, and any practices they do have uh, will have to include personal protection equipment. Now, Newton said the Panthers do plan to practice today at 1.45 p.m. while they were on the NFL's intensive protocol list. The schedule was pushed back at just over an hour as the team prepares for all precautions that must be taken. So, again, this all... This is all just, you know, precautionary. Obviously, the Panthers sound like they're doing all the right things, unlike uh, allegedly some other teams that tried to say that people were bashing them for all, all the wrong re- all the wrong reasons. I won't mention any names. <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill. Oh, oh, excuse me. And um, so it's just all precautionary, things like that. And it sounds like everything's going to be just fine down in Carolina. So that'll wrap it up, I think, for this edition. I uh, got a good talk on the Chicago Bears. Uh, should have uh, should have Lauren Cox on tomorrow because we got crossover Thursday tomorrow. 
Uh, so hopefully we'll get that in for you guys. Always good to talk to him. And then, of course, we'll wrap things up as we usually do with some final thoughts and broadcast info on Friday to get you ready for Sunday's big game, which, like I said earlier this week, ha- already has some early playoff implications as we're talking now uh, the 4-1 and Bears and the 3-1 and Panthers, two teams now that are right there in the thick of the wild card standings. The Bears currently holding the second wild card behind. Actually, I actually they have the uh, the first wild card, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they're obviously tied with the LA Rams at four and one, holding those uh, those first two wild card positions. Uh, second wild card, I was right. Yeah, LA has the first wild card, then Chicago. And then you have the three-way tie between Arizona, Tampa, and Carolina, which, of course, really boils down to Arizona and Tampa because Tampa beats Carolina in the division, and you do that first before you go outside the division. And then Arizona beats Tampa Bay right now uh, based on conference record. They are 2-2 two and two in conference. Tampa is 1-2. and two. But again, you're talking the Panthers right now, tied for the last playoff spot against a team that's one game ahead of them in the wildcard standing. So it's a chance now for the Panthers to secure two victories over teams that are right there with them in the wildcard standings. They've already got a win over the Cardinals, and they're looking to add to that now on Sunday against the Bears. So we'll see if they can do that. We'll talk more about this game in the coming days and get you ready for it. But for now, I'm going to get out of here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for the uh, the support. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.